You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. They come from the bowels of hell, guided by a master plan on complete domination of the earth. It has aroused such emotion that the management has been forced to state positively no refund. Deliberations of Doom are here in the house. Woo! And let's do a call-off. I, am, of course, am Ralph Summers. <laughs> I am Regina Summers. Randy Summers. Uh, Russell Summers. Rob Summers. <laughs> We've multiplied. They put water on us. We're the, <laughs> we're the Summers, was it quintuplets? We're all Summers now. That's right. That's right. It felt like it was... It's like Day of the Triffids. We're multiplying. That's yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, and we last, uh, our last episode here of our, our triptych... Of episodes, we discussed the Other Worlds Festival and the first two films for our alien horror sequence. We're actually going to start off this episode by talking about a new book that is just released called Yuletide Horror, Christmas Horror on Film and Television, released by the best name for a publishing company ever, Spectacular Optical Publications. That's pretty rad. Which, of course, is named after the company in, in Videodrome. That's right. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Yeah, we should have known that. Yeah. We totally should have known that. Uh, which is a kind of a cool idea. It's like going, look, the Christmas horror thing has turned into a genre all in and of itself. I but mean, not a big enough genre. You think there'd be more of it? Well, that's the thing is it does explore the the level of like there's only so many movies worth even discussing, but there's a lot of like television where it's like there's an Alfred Hitchcock presents episode yeah. that's spectacular. There's a Twilight Zone Twilight episode Zone. that's spectacular. There's like a Black Mirror, Black Mirror, Tales of the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt. Well, I, I think it's got that polarity thing where it's kind of like high cost because it's, oh happy time, but people are dying, and that's why it works. You know, kind of like the uh, whole like Valentine's Day death movies and shit. <laughs> there, yeah, there, there's it. a heightened emotion yeah. to the the holiday season, and also it, it's just a good. Structure to give to the movie. I mean, I know I want to kill people during Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I mean, that's all. No, that was to- Toby Hooper said he was in Montgomery Ward, I think, in in Austin at Christmas time, and he was you know crowded with people. No, this and he, was in the seventies. Yeah, this was in the seventies, and he said um, he thought. What if I just went over to the chainsaws and just lit one off <laughs> and everybody would run? And he said that's where the concept for Texas Chainsaw Massacre came from. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you, that's Christmas, really cool. baby Jesus. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank so you, they Christmas. released a book. Yeah, which is, like I said, at first I was like, okay, this sounds like fun. But actually sat down and started reading it and going, wow, this is really good. Lots of pictures with full color and black and white. Very detailed, both with... You know, going movie by movie with the big stuff like Black Christmas, Silent Night, Deadly Night, the more familiar stuff, and then going into some of the modern things. Even going on to one that literally just came out on Blu-ray that I'm going to call my favorite when I get around to my turn for the, I think, the best ever Christmas horror film. But goes point by point, goes through all the television stuff, like this is all the really worthwhile stuff, including a lot of stuff. I didn't even know about. Like, the, apparently the BBC has had uh, this show going on for a while called A Christmas Ghost Story. It's been going on for the 70s, where every huh. year they put out a episode that's like a, you know, a regular hour-length episode that's an adaptation of a classic ghost story with Christmas themes that, that they do. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. And, like, and that show even had thematic spinoffs on the BBC where they were like, oh, let's do more of that, but, you know under a different title. Lots of cool stuff like that to discover, and an alphabetical list at the end of the book of every single Christmas horror-themed thing ever released. 
Interesting. And you yeah. think like Charles Dickens even tied in Ghost to know a Christmas story. Oh, so yeah. I mean, Ghost has been yeah. part of a lot of Christmas stuff. And, yeah, you there's, know, there's a whole chapter really just yeah. on that of like, so what is the appeal? And it's about someone coming back from the dead too. I mean, it's, you know, things yeah. like that. Well, like, I guess that's Easter technically, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole but, chapter about what is yeah. that appeal? What is that made Christmas stories uh, or a Christmas Carol so enduring with that idea of ghosts and Christmas? Yeah. And that that's continued to be a theme even when it's not specifically knocking on. A Christmas Carol, like although God knows there's been about a billion remakes of A Christmas Carol, sure. and, and the Dr. Ghost of Christmas Future is usually portrayed sort of in a in a frightening fashion. Dude, I, that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. The first time uh, I can't remember what was the first version I saw, but I remember being so terrified I was crying. Muppets, <laughs> that's a good one. So Yuletide horror. Yeah. What exactly. is your favorite horror film well, around I'll, I'll Christmas go, I'll time? I'll go last. I'll go last. Let's oh, go okay, then Robert. Then. Um. Well, we talked about this earlier. Uh, I would say um, one of my favorites for, uh, like, I don't know that it's a scary movie, although I guess it gave me the willies when I was a kid, but uh, Gremlins is set at, yeah. at Christmas, and it's just, you can't separate the horror of, you can't separate that Christmas from that movie. It is really important that it is a Christmas movie. It's um, so good. It is. It's just a blast. I mean, it's just, I, I wish they were still making movies like that, you know, and, uh, and especially, you know what else was great about it, I realized, was it came out in the summer. But it was oh, really? still a Christmas no movie. Kidding. Yeah, it was a Christmas that. movie, and I, I think that's kind of awesome. The so. part where the the guy dressed up as Santa Claus got caught in the chimney and died—that right. fucking traumatized. Well, yeah, the they shit they do have that me. middle part where she she talks about that, where the where she says like you know the worst thing that ever happened on Christmas. But um, it's hard to get around that movie. It's just it's such it's such a Christmas movie. So, anyways, and, and it makes you wonder why there aren't more of them, and like. Why was Gremlins 2 so much worse than Gremlins 1? And it's always after midnight, okay? Yeah. I know. It's such a good I know. Movie. Even as a kid, it didn't make sense to It me. doesn't make it sense, make but sense. it's, you know. But like, what happened to be, like, it's on an airplane? Like, then you're fucked. But then I liked how <laughs> they went, like, they went, like, Poltergeist 3. They, like, went into the, the, yeah. the like, the, the big old building, and it's, like, Gremlins and the skyscraper. What's weird is yeah. that, considering when it came out, when anything that, in horror, that had the slightest amount of money that it was making, had... Way too many sequels that it deserved. That it, yeah. yeah. Really How they're not sequel. five sequels to Gremlins? I agree. I mean, we have like five Ghoulies and five Critters, uh, right? Okay. Yeah, one or of those Puppet Master or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. It's just hard to believe a franchise as as, as good as special as that. But I think I think the other thing is probably it's a really difficult franchise. I mean, the creatures are difficult. Zach Gagan, who who like certainly didn't disappear completely, but went on to waxwork, not be I love waxwork. ever do anything as big as as Gremlins, yeah. and then uh, was it Phoebe Cates, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. who of course is like got like yeah, I know, we I know all judge is. Reinhold it out. I, 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 I know she is. All right, <laughs> Russ, <laughs> Russ, you gonna pick uh, Jingle All the Way? Is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I, I would like to say I did I did watch Jingle All the Way uh, like yesterday. And it is a truly horrible is movie. That with Sinbad as well. Sinbad oh, is in it. Oh he God. wants the toy. Everyone wants the toy. What's the toy's name? I can't remember. Richard it's Pryor. Tur- it's Turbo Man. It's Turbo Man. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh, very good. Fist bump. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was a good one. That was, that was quick, Phil. Right. Um, you just showed your age right now. Are you got an actual? You got an actual I, I do have an actual one. Um, which uh, thank you guys for helping remind me of it. Which is uh, we discussed on our previous podcast, Day of the Beast. Yes. Um, nice. Just yeah. a fabulous movie, and not one you would think of as a Christmas movie. But hey, you know, get together with your, the whole family and friends and watch fucking Day of the Beast. Yeah, that was my experience of the year, as far as watching movies on this podcast. Was watching because I never seen it, heard of it, anything, and you get this experience. Mm-hmm. Like 
it's kind of like watching Seven for the first time. You're like, oh, like you want that experience of watching a great yeah. fucking movie for the first time. Watch Day of the Beast. So great. give that to your parents and your grandkids <laughs> and everybody yeah. in your family. Honestly, if you can find you a copy of it, it's not. I'm going to Oprah Winfrey the shit out of it. You, you get a Day of the Beast. You get a Day of the Beast. But it's, it's so good. It's why so is good. there not. It all takes place on Christmas Eve. And again, why is there not a beautiful Blu ray of that from Arrow or someone else? I mean, believe. we have Rawhead Rex on Blu ray. That's what I'm saying. So no. No. All I want for Christmas is for that voice to never appear on this podcast again. Okay, Phil, what's your pick? Uh, uh, Black Christmas. Yeah, yeah, baby. Probably the best Christmas it, it, horror movie. It, it's, yeah, it takes place during Christmas time, but it spawned, you know, the slasher genre pretty much, and it's fantastic, and... Uh, First you, Final Girl, as far as I'm concerned. It, it spin-offs like crazy, and, you know, lot, lots of cool stuff, and it's gory, and gritty, and fun, and But it's funny, and it's it's smart, it's got and it's got real deal. Actually, it's like the guy from 2001, and the chick from Romeo and Juliet, like, a real deal. And Margot Kidder, yeah. and it's just it's a it's terrific and a killer like, that you really know nothing about ever. No, and he just, and a genuinely terrifying. I never one. seen it until this year, and it was when I admitted that to the summers. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. we were like, no that's horror one hundred and one. Amen. Amen. And so I went and I watched it, and I was like, okay, that's it's it's easily a top fifteen ever. That's uh, yeah, I mean, easily. the phone calls uh, that they get are one of the scariest oh, things I've, I've literally really, ever yeah. seen in a movie. Yeah. Like, talk about a film chilling. that almost everything in it, you can see how it influenced everything. somebody else's movie in a big way. And like, like spun she's off. The, and she's the she's the first like one to ever fight back. Yeah, you know what I mean when it comes to the horror genre, and, and, you, and you really root for her. Yeah, she's and such I a great character. It does not mess around with that ending. It does not. It has an uncompromising, real deal horror movie ending. What's the name of the director again? Bob Clark, baby. Who did? Who went on to do a Christmas story? So he obviously has a thing for Christmas. Made two Christmas classics in two completely different genres of his time. In his own way. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even better. He directed them. I mean, yeah. So patience, patience. Um, my favorite uh, Christmas horror film is Rare Exports, which is like kind of a little bit of an obscure. Finnish horror film where it's it goes back. I, it's not exactly Krampus, but it's almost Krampus. You know where there's like this foe in this Finnish town, this Finnish village, and they uh, blow it up. And then there's like this giant, crazy human child eating Santa Claus. Yeah, that's how I roll. It's- and then the elves are like you know evil, and they kidnap the kids and feed it to the Santa. Yeah, it's, it, it's much more old man penis than you'd expect to see in a Christmas film, which there's a lot, um, to be fair. <laughs> like, a lot. Weird that you went straight there, <laughs> Doc. Uh, it's yeah. Like, it's like a lot. Wait, wait, wait. All right, well, <laughs> there's naked old men in this movie? A lot. There, there is a lot of old right, men. Moving, moving along well, from that, uh, I thought, no, no, Chris, Chris had told me, he said, please check out Rare Exports. Yeah. It's a really great Christmas horror movie. Is, is and, he, and he did not mention that. Part of the movie. There's a lot of old man penis. Uh, uh, there is, and if, a lot of reindeer slaughter. If I could well. close the door yeah, on this really topic, yeah. uh, yeah. but seriously, like I absolutely adore this film. My cousin was like, "You've never seen Rare Exports," and he like sent it to me, and I I've just been in love. With yeah, it. I think so it's I think like it's a standard. neat cult movie, and I think it's only going to grow in stature over the next few so years. I've never seen this movie. I am now putting it on my list to watch. Please yes, do. You I want to like watch it. Old Man Dick in Christmas time. And, and well, reindeers you're leaving this podcast with my copy of it. And so, children so. getting eaten. Um, I, as well, I will say that like there's a bit of 
like um like Lovecraftianness to this film mm-hmm. that it takes the Krampus thing and it kind of makes it where like there's like the Krampus in and of itself isn't the traditional Krampus. He's more like a Yogg-Sagoth type creature that is commanding these legions of like of elves. Of, of, of like old dudes who were the inspiration for Saint Nick who are but are monstrous like child killers. You, you know? know what's really funny is it uh, kind of little segue, I'll get, be done with it really quickly, but I grew up in Germany. And in Germany, you got these people that come out, like on, you know, St. Nick's Day and stuff like that, but you have these evil creatures too, and they're not, it's got this guy named Knax Krubrich, and he shows up and he's this evil fucking elf looking thing, and he lives like underneath the actual, so Santa Claus flies above the city, he's in like mine carts underneath the city with like undead reindeer, like grabbing kids. I like him like, better already. Oh yeah, he's a bad this motherfucker. This is fascinating. I mean, and I how mean, have I never heard of him? That's why you get can, a piece of coal when you misbehave. Can, from the actual coal. Can, can you say the name again? Knox Krubrich. Yeah, they discuss him. There's a whole chapter in Yuletide Horror where they discuss all the dark versions oh, yeah. of Santa Claus that have evolved, including him. Yeah, no, no, it's really great. I mean, it would be a great Pixar movie, if you think about it. I mean, it would be a <laughs> well, fun thing. that was one of the things that I love about Rare Exports, because if you know me, I like unhappy endings, and this has an unhappy Yes, ending. it does. I like happy endings. Well, Chris, what's your favorite? Um, This one just came out. I saw it at Fantastic Fest, and was like, oh my god, that blew me out of my seat. Originally, it was called... Are you talking about Anna and the Apocalypse? No. Oh, no. Which I actually really, really, <laughs> I really did like. Was I really right did now. like yeah. quite a bit. I actually tried to contact them to see if they could like Anna and the hook us up with a copy of it so we could watch it. Musical zombie apocalypse film. Alright, we're getting off topic, but Sorry. it sounds good. But... Better Watch Out was originally called Safe Neighborhood, which I still think is a better title, but I get why they they changed it. Um, This directed by Chris Peckover. Uh, The idea being here, you have introduced this young kid played by Levi Miller, who's quickly moving on to big things, who's appearing in a lot of stuff. He's kind of a star right now. And uh, he's like 13, 12 years old, and he and his buddy, uh, uh, Ed Oxenbold, who also is being a bunch of Was he the kid from Pan? Uh, yes, he was. Not Ed Boxenbold, but Levi Miller. Yes, Levi Miller, yeah. Uh, they're like, oh, the ba- the parents are going out to a Christmas party. The babysitter's coming. They're like, this is my chance. I've got my plan now. I'm going to seduce the babysitter. I know. Who he's known most of his life. Yeah, and he's then known most of his hijinks life. ensue. And then hijinks ensue. And with a great like, twist. Yeah. Some, a, some really great twists. The movie is not the movie you expect it to be. Yeah, one of my favorite twists in the history of film. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Where I'm oh, like, okay. I, I love it. Sorry. I haven't seen this movie, so I don't want to talk yeah, about it. No, actually, uh, Chris and I, believe it or not, watched this movie on Halloween night. It's a great yeah. movie. Yeah, and it was a, it's a really great Christmas movie. It's a really great horror movie. It's a really great sort of scary movie. It's a thriller. It has some meta stuff in it that it's I don't I don't want to reference uh, exactly what it is because it'll it'll what what it's what it's a play on is a really interesting cool idea and it's got the kids from uh, the visit by M Night Shyamalan a little kid that raps and oh, I like him that that's the two kids oh, yeah in the movie oh, as well them. as a kid from Pan so a, a really neat movie particularly for yeah. horror fans and it just came out on Shutter last week so yeah, there's, that's no, right. there's no there's no reason not exclusive. to watch it it's on yeah. Shutter it's on Blu-ray it's really this is the one that if you were going to show all your friends like like it's uh, Christmas yeah. like we're going to watch something offbeat this is the other movie you're pe- other friends of mine who are not like who are just movie watchers have recommended this movie to me and, and the director Chris Peckover 
classy fucking guy. Oh, man. What a great that guy, guy. Like is like the biggest fan of horror movies ever. Yeah. Like or John movies in period. Like he, he was all at Fantastic Fest, just hanging out everywhere, watching movies. Good dude. Hey, Patrick Warburton and Virginia Madsen is the parent. Right, you know the sounds movie anymore? It sounds awesome. I think we got to get to I Alien can. Horror. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Wait, that. we still have Alien Horror. And let's do? just say, hey everybody, I hope you have a really merry Christmas. Hope you have a great merry time. Merry Christmas. From well, the Doom uh, whatever holiday you decide to celebrate, oh, Russ and I will be celebrating festival. Festivus. You know, I'm gonna uh, celebrate so, um, Kwanzaa. Okay, so Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa anything you want to celebrate, Hanukkah, Hanukkah whatever. Uh, uh, the Doom Patrol wishes that you and your loved ones all have happy a, holidays. a kick-ass holiday. Yeah, and let us know what you chose to watch. If there's something we didn't bring up that you were like, "How did you not mention this?" Yes, I know. And, and know that yeah. based on the <laughs> famous Kwanzaa horror movie, yeah, yeah. Well, well, know maybe that there should be. Yeah, we there will be. be Probably what we're shooting for is a Christmas in July review yeah. of all of this particular genre. Yeah. So we're going to be looking into it. Um, I wouldn't mind doing one where we even skip the movies and just do the best ever television horror like ones because there's a lot. Can we just get to the present? Probably already? we're going to do Christmas in July, but we may do a different one of Chris's idea. All right, let's go on to Alien yes. Horror with our next pick, which is 1967, the third film in the British series, the Qu- Quatermass 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 series. Quartermass and the Pit. Now, all of these were uh, done by Hammer, uh, and I will say that at least it started off very different than what if you're one of those Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing horror Hammer guys, you would expect necessarily from it. It definitely had more of a like I don't know a low budget sci fi feel, but Quartermass and the Pit was definitely the one, the breakout film in the series. And all of these, every single film in the series is a remake of a, a television miniseries they did first. Right. Where they were like, okay, the miniseries was a hit, now let's make the movie adaptation. Quartermass in the Pit uh, it was, in terms of the making of, was kind of a mess. Like, there were so many, like, people who didn't like each other on set. There were so many things of, like... Uh, of like they wanted to cast somebody they couldn't get them and so the director would be like treated whoever that other person was that he couldn't that he ended up with like shit even though they were a big actor but the idea is well it's not my turn Russell Summers it's your turn oh snap no you did play the vampires yeah Yeah, oh I'm sorry Philip Guzman it's your turn Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is your name, Summers? You're oh, Randy. Summers. Randy. Randy. Randy Summers here. Um, okay. Randy. Randy. <laughs> I name Randy. Um, anywho, Black Sheep of the Summers oh. family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mom or Dad didn't love me. <laughs> Named Randy. Why um, are we all rednecks? All because the time? they put me out to pasture. Oh. Anyway, whatever. He's, on. he's cousin Randy. Okay. So explain the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. It starts off with, like, an excavation in, like, the London Underground, and they find some kind of almost caveman-type bones, but not necessarily caveman. They're they're weird, deformed, human-looking bones, they find. And then they continue to dig, and they find, oh, look, it's a spaceship, and Quartermass shows up, and he goes, hey, it's a capsule. Professor uh, Quartermass. Sorry, Quartermass. Quartermass. What is Quartermass? Quartermass, whatever. He finds the spaceship down there, and they excavate it, and they try to figure out, um, you know, where it came from, what's going on. They find some locust-looking dudes inside it, and uh, hijinks do not ensue. It's kind of more of a uh, a look at our own humanity and our own wars that we fight and our own, you know, uh, problems we have as humans and our own, like, uh, view of the devil. It's actually a very interesting... Uh, it was one of my... 
I liked it. I didn't find it super scary, which horrors don't have to be scary. It's not scary at all as far as a horror goes, but as far as ideas go, it does have horrific ideas, meaning like like you're watching like an alien race be exterminated a la like, you know, the Nazis and things like that, and you go, Wow, is this gene inside of us because these creatures came to our planet so long ago that we're kind of one and the same with this creature, which is what, you know, creates our hatred towards humanity and other cultures, other things. And that's horrific. And in that, it is a success. And the ideas of what we think is the devil and then what it is we hate is a success. But, you know, I, I liked it okay. I thought it's one of the better of the Hammer films um, as far as production value goes, as far as acting goes. Uh, it doesn't feel like you're watching an old movie. It feels like it could really just be, like, upgraded today and be made again. So uh, I liked it a lot. Cool movie. Um, why yeah. hasn't it gotten upgraded? This was such a yeah. huge thing in England. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was gigantic. It's good. And the acting doesn't suck. Like, a lot of times you watch these older movies and you go, oh, man, they're clearly acting. This was it was a stand-up movie. And uh, pretty cool effects. And, I mean, I just wish that, you know... The ship didn't kind of look like it did, and then I'm like, "How the fuck did a locust ever make this ship?" But whatever, you know. Yeah, um, I, I will disagree with you in the sense that, like, I actually thought there was a point that I did find it kind of scary. Uh, like that when it goes to the this like where suddenly they're in an apocalyptic situation and it's everyone's been possessed by this thing, and there's this sort of imminent like. How in the fuck are you going to get out of this sort of darkness? But see, I that, find you know, once tension. again, is almost kind of has that sort of Lovecraftian, like the color from space type feel from it, mm-hmm. where I was like, wow, this is really dark and fucked up what, where they're going to. I was, my biggest disappointment with this series is that they're not, con- not continuous, they're all sort of just remakes. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm not sure that I ever have totally figured out the chronology of I the quartermaster. There's yeah. yeah. a mis- they're a mishmash. They're yeah. more like Indiana Jonesy, you know. No, no they're, but they're not no. because there's no I mean, consistency there's- in the sense that. So, like, I think the first one is the quartermaster experiment, and yeah. it's a different guy plays quartermaster. Quarter- and oh, the well, next one, yeah. and the next one is the uh, quartermaster two, and it's not necessarily connected. Then we have this one, which, which in is- a sense is kind of the third one, but not really. A new person plays quartermaster. Totally it just completely. Each one is like its own franchise, almost its own a version of this particular character. It's such a great idea. You're like, why aren't you just continuing this story? Right, and they keep trying. Like they made a, t- a made for TV. I think it was a live event with um, one of the guys from Snatch. I think uh, who, he's the lead in um, George Romero's movie where nobody, the guy's not a face. Uh, British actor. Anyways, he played he played Quartermass in a, in this. T- it's like the, it's like the British just keep kind of blowing it a little bit, making it into a in, making it into a continuous uh, story. But anyways, this was actually my favorite of the sixties um, yes. that we watched. I absolutely adored this. Movie. Yeah, wow, it was so good. Yeah, um, there was like a storyline <laughs> <laughs> that was consistent. It's a really sharp um, screenplay. And it's very good. Um, I also feel like. I mean, this was made in, what, 67? This movie is, like, way ahead of its time. Yes. In so many ways. Like, the special effects was way better than, let's say, Planet of the Vampires. Crazy. Or Day of the Triffids, yeah. which was just Day made five years beforehand. <laughs> like, the special effects in this movie was so much, like... The filmmaking as well huge. is really... really I mean, they up. were much better. The spaceship was beautiful. 
Um, you the, say the spaceship does look better than the spaceship in Planet of the Vampires. It it's does. different. It's it different. It's a does. fucking size of um, a shoe. <laughs> they're, uh, at one point, they're talking about this rocket group where they're trying to send people to space. This is 67, guys. Yeah. They, nobody had been to space. Nobody had been to the moon. And they were like talking about colonizing the moon. So I thought it was like just a little bit ahead of its time. I thought it was to really well. In 67, everyone was talking about colonizing yeah, the moon. Yeah, but okay. So like the main, the only chick in this film um, she's like a journalist that's chronicling the whole like you know the excavation the excavation did, did it feel to you that anybody could have access to the spaceship at any time yeah like they were really were, good at locking they, shit they down there were soldiers 60s. there or whatever were but there this journalist lady had like access to the whole entire thing and she's just like chilling and taking pictures and at one point this was my favorite part at one point, someone gets hurt, and she just pulls a flask out of her purse, and it's like, here, drink this whiskey. And I was like, okay. Uh, so patience type of girl. Feels like a total patience I mean, moment. That was I agree. That, yeah. was, that was my moment. Yeah. But I actually really enjoyed this film. It wasn't just like they were, you know, good-looking did, people. Did, did, you that find it, did you find it scary in any way? Did you find no, it more of a horror absolutely movie? Absolutely okay, not. No, no. Right. no I, I, I have a hard the time finding I, anything like these but that, that's what I, I'll say there there is tension in it and the idea of certain things like holocausts are horrific as fuck obviously and that's what this movie addresses but it's not scary but that's right. my opinion so anyway moving on do, yeah. do you, you don't have any uh, anything else that? Oh, okay uh, the only other problem I had with the movie was like Quartermass is supposed to be like this professor and he didn't know fucking Latin so whatever <laughs> he's good. like I don't know what you're talking about when the, he had to take the tech the you know I, that's just bullshit I know I accept that's that. that that's a that's a that's a good point. point you, you know part of like I guess what bugs me just a little bit when I watch an alien movie is like it's like a, it's a big locus. Like you have your entire imagination to like do whatever you want, and it's like I'm gonna just make a bug be an alien. And I kind of wish there would have been more imagination in that, I guess. But that's about it. I, I think those know. were just budget constraints, though. No, you've got your whole. No, thing. But but I don't think anything scared me than fucking bugs. I so I guess that's why, well, why that would scare the shit out of like me. You're alien. Like you can do anything in the world, and you just go. Let's just make a real big locust. Yeah. I mean, I, it's it's an interesting point, and I, I mean, I think it goes do you to... Do think Locust exists somewhere So I think else? at the end of the episode, we should debate what's the best alien that we deal with in, in these movies, but... Alien. Um, so I, I just wanted to talk real quick. I mean, it's it's cool. We've, we've kind of discussed all the 60s sort of movies, um, and I think this one, like Plan the Vampires, like Day of the Triffids, is, you know, very much... Tied to the era that of the the kind of filmmaking that was going on at that time, and what's happening in the world. Like this movie's tied to what's happening. The other ones are kind of like, kind of like a slice of cake. Be right. Like here's some entertainment. This is like what's happening in the fucking world this time. Things you were scared of, and that's what makes it scary at that time for sure. And I, I think that's something that I enjoy about the film. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think that you know. I, the, these these 60s films, it's interesting. You think they would be a little bit lighter than some of the stuff we, we're going to talk about later in the movie or later in the movie, later in the podcast. Um, but I feel like the uh, – I am the, filming all of this. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think that you know these, these 60s movies that we've talked about are very apocalyptic. They're dark. They're – 
They're unsettling. I was unsettled by Planet of Vampires. I was unsettled by, particularly by Quartermass and, and what Quartermass is trying to get at. You know, this idea that you have to rethink all of human history in, in terms of this movie. You know, and, and I thought that was really disturbing. It was upsetting. And, uh, and, and, you know, we, I think this is the only, is this the only Quartermass movie? I, I don't think I've seen any of the other ones. I tried the other ones, but they're not as good. I've seen the first one, the very first one, which is not technically the very first one. The ideas are always cool, but the movies are a little clunky. This is the best movie. This is the best one. Especially being like an English movie and what happened to the English people during World War II. I was just going to say. This movie, like, is is an amalgamation of, like, those, of sci-fi, of horror, of real fucking life. Well, to to build on the city being destroyed. Russ's point. Like, do you really think that this was a sign of the times? The 60s were, like, in between World War Two and the Cold War, and so there's a lot of like fear over like you know being bombed by nuclear weapons. So maybe they were very concerned. I think the they were, days, and I think that that know? anxiety, that unease, comes through in the movie, and it's you know unsettling. Um, I agree with you. It's a it's a dark movie. It's it's an intelligent movie. These are things that I respond to um, in it's in filmmaking. In another film, I, there's a moment where they sort of present. That I was like, oh wow, I didn't see that before. The image of the aliens as being synonymous with maybe an early man's creation of the idea of Satan. And I feel like it's handled so well that I bought it 100% and was like with it, but it wouldn't have taken much for it to have just been terrible. <laughs> and know? so, all credit to the movie yeah. for. And so, you know, that that's really what I respond to about the movie. And I'm. I'm I've been a fan of this movie for a long time. I, I don't know how long ago we saw it. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad it's on the list. Uh, Chris, did you have any thoughts? Well, that? yeah, I thought I did. Okay, I didn't know, I didn't know if we'd, we'd cover all your stuff. Yeah, I just think. like, I love the, uh, I, I, it gets all kind of like, I don't know, like there's so many places your imagination goes once the stuff starts expanding with the ship and everything that it's capable of and like the way it's making like telekinesis possible yeah. and all these it's just it's going so many interesting places it's expanding in so many ways that I'm like having trouble keeping track of my own imagination watching it going like wow where is this gonna go from right. here it is not where I expected this film to go and then it turning into a full blown end of the world very life force if you will yeah. apocalypse yeah. by the it's very end similar. it's very surprising that it goes to where it does. Uh, apparently, originally the miniseries, as opposed to here, where it's like they actually have to go through a massive thing, like climbing up a crane, a metal like construction yeah. crane, which is really cool to like stop it because they're like, oh, iron, because they're like related to uh, fairies and stuff, like mm-hmm. from early mythology. Um, in the original miniseries, they just threw a metal chain down a pit, and it was like, oh, well, I mean, that's not you know, cool, it's sixties TV. They didn't have a lot of money, do. but but you can see why this is the much better version of that, right? Uh, and that, that ending's fantastic too. Oh, it really is. It the was, guy on the big crane, theatrical. And the freaking demon head, devil head in the sky. Yeah, yeah. I, I I genuinely enjoyed the hell out of watching this film, and I yeah. like it's uh, Jason Murphy, who's a who's a, a friend mm-hmm. of all of ours. Um, like had told me about this series years ago. I was like, you gotta watch this. I love it so much. And uh, I watched. My reaction was watching the first one. I was like, yeah, I don't get it, dude. Yeah. This is kind of boring and lame. Now seeing this, I see what he was talking about. And as well as I pointed out when we first started talking about this, the Lovecraft reference, the the stop 
the area where the, the, the subway stop is is called Hobbs End, which yeah. is a direct reference to H.P. Lovecraft. Of course. Just saying. Um, had you, so this is your first time seeing the movie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, never seen oh, it. Oh, wow. Okay. So I've, we watched this, like I said, Russ and I have watched this movie probably several times. Um, and I remember the first time I watched it, um, I watched it with an ex-girlfriend of mine. And um, she had to leave her. I think she was coming in and out of the room while I was watching it. And I remember her saying, this looks pretty good. Like, she was not a person who cared about movies or new shit or anything. She watched CSI, and that was about it. That, and I, that's why I also say when I watch a movie, and they're like, oh, the 60s. I go, fuck you. Movies looked good in the 60s, too. There's some gorgeous, good amazing. 70s, good in the 50s. Yeah. There are good-looking movies and great directors in every genre, every era, every everything. Yeah, and, good-looking movie. and she was like, and, and I remember she, she was just sort of struck by the story. And I was, I, I just think, like, it's a really... Well constructed, super interesting story with a lot of really great ideas. The idea of an alternate human history where, you know, they come across this creature and then we realize, oh, we've been tampered with, our ancestors were tampered with. The original name of this movie, I think, is, it's not necessarily quarterback, but I think it's also Five Million Years to Earth. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which is the, which came first, but, um, that, that our human history is actually been altered and that there are two sets of humans and they're at war with each other was amazing. And the movie really builds to, as everybody's pointing out here, this genuinely scary, weird, apocalyptic ending that the rest of the movie you don't see coming. Um, uh, the gentleman that plays Quartermass, uh, what was his name? Um, uh, 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 Kier, I think. Yeah, Andrew Kier, I think is his name. He's terrific. Um, but I think most of, as as Phil pointed out, there's a lot of great British actors in this. And when the British guys are on, like in these Hammer movies, they're like these super badass actors in this sort of B movie type material, and they kill it. They take it totally seriously. They sell it. Um, and I think the movie's filled with that. Uh, side note on cool trivia: Martin Quartermass is the screenwriter of Prince of Darkness. That's right. Oh, so yeah, that, that's an assumed name, I assume. Yes, right. right that it's it's John Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah. And but what's cool is if you think about this character, that's who Loomis looks like. Yeah. In Halloween, that's true. so 100%. you can see that yep. he's thinking of this 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 particular in, incarnation of of Quartermass. One hundred. Yeah. Um, so you can see that this is a far reaching movie. It is bizarre. It's a very difficult movie to see. It's hard to get on DVD. It's it's hard to get streaming. It's just a difficult movie to see. I don't know why. It's very frustrating. Um, it's just cool. But it's, it's a cool, cool, smart, smart movie with cool ideas. There's a great built. I think what what it really does well is what great movies like this do well is it builds a really interesting mystery. And when you get to the payoff, it pays off. It's yeah. interesting and and um. But I also think it's a cool looking movie. Got some great um. Widescreen 60s cinematography, uh, and uh, so. I, anyways, I won't. Every, I'm going to echo everybody else's point that liked it. I just I thought it was. A, I, I, this is a kick-ass movie, and movie. I do think it gives you. It is a little unnerving, but yeah, probably the 60s movies. This is the strongest. Planet of Vampires is kind of fun, and that Austin Powers cool like it's the 60s pop art way. But um, this one is just a great sci-fi movie. Yeah, so. th- this one's just. I, I would never call this a B movie. I yeah, would, I would say the, the yeah. ideas in this movie make it not be because they're yeah. challenging ideas of what the devil is. It starts feeling yeah. like a B movie. It starts. It, it takes thirty minutes where you're like, hey, it's like oh, look at this head of a silly yeah. little B English movie, yeah. and then by the end you're like, damn, that was fucking kind of. Cool. It just keeps I mean, getting bigger and bigger I, and bigger. I have to yeah. admit that when I watch movies, I kind of zone out. I'll be on my phone or whatever, and I watch the first twenty minutes of this on my phone, and then I was like, oh shit. And then I rewound it and started the movie yeah. over because I was like, I want to pay attention yeah. to this. And I literally paid attention to the whole entire thing. Now which I understand I was, why you don't like Keith. 
Moving on, what's our next flick? Because we got like five minutes to get to. Fucking black. Yeah, yeah, pitch black, which uh, I think is one of the most seriously undercredited. I'm not going to say underrated; that doesn't seem right, but undercredited sci-fi action horror films. Really I thought ever hard for made. this. I thought hard for Pitch Black. I really did. I, I I adore this film, and not just because I've got a massive man crush on Vin Diesel. Where, where, uh, and I do. I fall full on a minute. I'm like, I think Vin Diesel's one of those guys, like, I'll watch him in anything. I'm like, I just, you're fucking engaging as shit. You're like the Rock's evil twin brother, you know? And uh, I think they're literally evil twin brothers in Fast 12. And let's like, not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and let's not forget David Twohey. Okay, okay. Super quick. Let's let's talk plot of the movie. Okay. Yeah. I'll do the plot. Um, this is my jam. Um, so there's like this spaceship full of like uh, they're like uh, they're dicks. not they're what dicks. They're okay. There's a lot of dicks on <laughs> And they're traveling to New Mecca. And they're, uh, this is like the poor man's route that takes so, you know, that all the poor people go to. And uh, Rada Mitchell, is it? Yeah, Rada Mitchell. She's the captain or the captain. She's the first mate. Yeah. Captain's killed as the the, the ship begins to crash. Anyway, they get hit by a comet or a meteor or whatever as things happen in space. They didn't have the meteor rejector. They didn't have the meteor rejector. And so they crash land on this planet and, um, Johns, who is played by Cole Hauser, right? Yeah. Um, he's a merc that has uh, Richard B. Riddick. We still don't ever know what the B stands for. I don't think they ever did say yeah. what the B stands for. And um, who badass is badass? All right, moving on the plot. Who is uh, stop it with your whole no derivation stuff? Yeah, we, we, we got a lot to do. We got a lot of movies. We're only on number two. We got three episodes. Yeah, uh-huh. he's moving us along. Yeah. Anyway, so he's a badass motherfucker who's a, a very bad person, and uh, he escapes, and then the monsters come out, and I, hijinks ensue. Yeah, that's all. I'm, I mean, if you haven't seen Pitch Black, come on. Come on, how did you miss it? I know. How did you not decide I'm going to see this movie that everyone has said is great? You know, I get it if maybe you thought... So, Chris, your thoughts on Pitch Black. What do you think? Maybe you stumbled across Chronicles of Riddick and you're like, that was shit! Who likes this? It was like, no, 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 no. That's not the movie. It's Pitch Black. There's just a bunch of people wandering around stumbling (laughs) on Chronicles of Riddick. absolutely... Listen, Pitch Black is my jam. I love this movie so much. I love Vin Diesel in this movie. I love... movie's really good, too. Chronicles of Riddick made me want to cry sad, sad motherfucking tears. You didn't like Chronicles of Riddick? I fucking hated Chronicles of Riddick. I actually like Chronicles of Riddick. Let's not review Chronicles of Riddick. Let's review Pitch Black. Okay. (laughs) He's like the security guard... Because well, we're gonna get kind of have to. It, it is relative, though. Uh, Keith David as uh, the Iman here, which I really like. Originally, they were gonna be this fictional religious race, and they were like, "No, let's bring it fucking down." Maybe like he's like this, like you know, I can think he's a Muslim, uh, and I really like that. And I think it, re- it, it relate even today is like. Wow, that's really cool because he's such a human, such a great character in this thing, which is important. The- Claudia Black, who oh, I'm always sad when we don't get more Claudia Black because she's fucking amazing. She was so good at this, and uh, um, when like her mate Zeke 
uh, sort of, like, disappears for the first time. Like, there's, like, she's a badass, strong person. Yeah, and but, like, I mean, Rada Mitchell, who all but disappeared after this film. Playing, well, she did Silent Hill. Playing, playing, playing the, you know, <laughs> also in Woody Allen movies. Playing who's, who is a... And set, Man on Fire. Who's, like... Uh. Okay. Like becomes the Denzel female Washington. Per- becomes the female <laughs> protagonist, and there's definitely a misdirect because we're feeling a lot of alien from this film. So we're assuming she's a protagonist, <sighs> and in fact, in the original script, she was. And it wasn't until they were halfway through filming it they rewrote the script to make Riddick be the one who survives and she dies because everyone is like Riddick is a fucking fascinating. We character. love him. He's the He's perfect answer. He's a really interesting guy. Let's. We might want to make another movie with him. So, so, so real, real quick, the reason this movie actually works and is good at all is because at least the characters are interesting. Meaning, like, Rhonda Mitchell almost Very kills everyone on the fucking ship, and she's kind of, like, living with that guilt. Cole Hauser's a fucking douchebag who only wants, like, the, the bounty of Riddick. I love Riddick Cole would, like, Hauser in this. Oh, for sure. That's, he's great. The he's only great reason this it. movie works is because all the characters have so many interesting things going on. Like, can you trust Vin Diesel to, like, take you out? Of, like, can you trust a criminal? And, and, and other than that, it's a B movie. It but is- the characters are so... Have all these conflicts. It makes David it good. Pete, with, yeah. the, with the A level effects, the effects Pete are David. pretty goddamn good in this. Movie. Sure, but it, it, and it, there's so many great moments. Oh my god, I mean, that moment some... when Vin Diesel realizes that the aliens have a blind spot and he's doing that thing like dodging around the alien. I like it when Buster did it in Arrested Development. That was better. <laughs> I also thought that there was like some great moments with the dialogue as far as like co- comedy wise. Not comedy. Not straight up comedy but just like oh, oh, you want me now? Oh, you know. Like there was just like so many great moments in this film. It's. it's I love when he had the audio. You got a camera? Gonna be one hell of a picture. No, that was a different movie. I anyway. don't remember that. <laughs> Sorry, that was Triple X. Oh, shit. We don't talk about Triple X. If there's a downside, wow. it's only that in retrospect, we know watching this movie, Vin Diesel is definitely the hero. You know, and, Anti-hero. And even in the context of these type of films, developing the anti-hero, which I will say is very early on with movies doing that, where it's like the guy who's the criminal, the murderer, the whatever... They're like, if the movie starts with him narrating it, guess what? He's the hero. You know, it, like, I feel like, it, like by re- it, watching it now, it gives away too much of those things that when we originally came out, we're like, oh, very pleasant surprises to discover that Vin Diesel was actually the, the good guy. When we're in cryo sleep. It's the animal side. And there's that wonderful The moment, primitive side. There's that wonderful moment where they're like, He's like, fine, me and you, we're going to get out of here. All the other people, they're useless. They're in a cave. uh, And she gives a speech where she defends why I'm going to save those people. And he just goes, fascinating. And I love that moment so much. This is an interesting one for me because I I don't know if I call it horror exactly. Uh, So this is a big point of contention amongst the the red couch and the the black couch. Because when we were putting together this list, I was like, I want pitch black. And Chris was like, I also want pitch black. And the Summers Brothers was like, it's not horror. And it is technically considered to be in the sci-fi action horror field. Three genres. Um, I thought this was more horror than Planet of the Vampires. It was more horror than Day of the Fucking Triffids. I agree. I totally disagree oh. with everything you just said. Oh, and I got, bring it, bring it. already made that point. Bring it, Summers. This, look, I'm only going to say... Honestly, no, no, I told, please. I told please Russ... Please like, bring told, the thunder. 
I honestly, I honestly, I don't even know that I totally want to get into it because I told Russ was I was just going to say this: Pitch Black is an excellent science fiction movie. If you haven't seen it, it's one of the best sci-fi movies of the last twenty years. It's it's original. It it it's it, it holds up today. Nothing about the movie is dated. It's smart. It's cool. Um, uh, it, and it is totally not a fucking horror movie that we should have talked about on this podcast. How do you not see Can I, Chris, Chris, here. you specifically nailed the exact argument why this is not a horror movie. Okay. Vin Diesel's character ensures that this is not a horror movie. He is an action hero and he is in an action movie. When you watch Planet of the Vampires, and this is why Planet of the Vampires is, is a horror movie. That guy, while he may be do heroic things, or he may be the leader, or he is the main character, he is not an action movie lead. An action movie lead is in an action thriller. This movie is about Vin Diesel. So you know he's going to be the cool guy that's going to make. There's never a doubt in my mind what's going to happen to that character. He's not going to die. He's not going to get killed. And that, to me, that dread, that uncertainty, the fear of what can happen, is what makes it a fucking horror movie. When we talk about quarter. Mass. When we talk about Day of the Triffids, when we talk about these movies that we talked about so far, what? Quatermass. Quatermass. <laughs> when we talk about them, yeah. there's apocalypse. There's fear. There's dread. This movie has suspenseful elements, but at no time was I ever fearful about what was going to happen to these fucking characters. What? Yes. Chris, do you understand the distinction I'm making here? I'm making a distinction between suspense and fear. What I feel in the first three movies we have talked about in this podcast is fear. What I... I, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just don't think there is a distinction. There is a huge distinction to me. It is literally the distinction between tone is what makes some movies a horror movie, some movies a sci-fi movie. It can't just be subject matter. This movie... In tone is not a horror movie. It is a kick-ass fucking movie. It is a great movie, and I will go off on it. I love it. It's definitely the best of the three of the series, but it, on its own, I think it's one of the best freaking horror movies, hands down. No, but no, it, it's sci-fi movies. It's sci-fi movies, I'm sorry. I find it completely dismissive to say, this isn't a horror movie. Why not? Why I just I just told you why no, you not. I, no, I literally tried, just told you why. You to make distinctions between horror and suspense. I say they're the same fucking thing. Oh, they are completely different. The idea that everyone is so concerned with this conceit, and I'm like, why? It's not, and I feel like it's because a lot of people hold this idea like, oh, because that means it's not as good if it's in no, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to be very clear. I want to be very clear. That is not what I said. But no, I did not. No, 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 no. Because you're you're making an argument against something that I'm not talking about. No, no, no. But I didn't say the movie's not good or whatever. What I'm saying is... I understand your reasoning behind wanting to make a distinction between... I'm not wanting to make a distinction. There is a distinction. This is not a horror movie. It's when you're watching a movie, like, say you're watching Predator, for example. Predator is an action movie. You never have any doubt in your mind that, you know, Schwarzenegger's gonna get through this. Exactly. It's, 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 you're watching a Hero's Journey movie, and he's saying that from the narration at the beginning to who they cast in their movie to how the movie goes, you're watching it, and you just know you're watching an action movie. In a horror movie, you really have that chance of every character If every die. character on the... If, it, if it, in, I, When you I watch Alien, the main reason people want to talk about why Alien is a horror movie is because Ripley lives at the end. If Ripley narrated the movie, she was decked out in muscles, she was a total fucking badass, and she led the charge the whole way through, you would say it was a fucking action movie, but you don't. You don't because she is a fucking... In a horror movie. I mean, that is why. It's all right. It's all right. No, it's okay. You have a comment, and I want to let you make your comment and interrupt me. I'm making... I'm I'm sorry. I'm being a dick. I know. I'm sorry. Can can I just say, I think there's a sense, and and we have talked about so many different movies on this podcast, and and I want to say... 
there is an idea – there's a contemplation of mortality, of death, of fear, of dread. These are things that are on the minds of, of, of the movies we discussed, even the, you know, the lesser movies, the – shall we say the house on Pine Streets of these <laughs> movies. And but, – but those – but that's what horror to me is. And none of that – is in Pitch Black, and I echo my brother's comments. I love Pitch Black. I think Pitch Black is a fucking fantastic movie. I think it's better than it has any right to be. It's one of the best science fiction films of the last 20, 25 years. It's everything it should be, but it is not a horror film. It is a sci-fi action movie with... You know, aliens in it. It's repeatedly people being ripped violently. That doesn't make that doesn't. That does not make it a horror film. People get ripped apart in action movies. But let me let me let me make a a request here. So, how is Pitch Black any different from any other creature feature like Jaws? No, no, no. no. That's a great question, and I want to say because Rob and I talked about that exact thing. People bring up Jaws. People bring up Aliens, not Alien. Films, and I don't know that I agree with. I I don't think of Jaws as a horror movie, and I understand the argument why it is. Excuse me. And I don't I don't think that Aliens is a horror film. I, I understand the argument, but those to me are not films that fall within the horror genre. There's not a there's See, not I think that Pitch Black is more of a creature feature horror film than let's say the Wolfman or yeah. you know There's creatures in Star Wars. Is Star Wars a horror movie? No, Just because there's creatures in it. Regularly violently dying and people a, die in all of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> they die badly. They die badly. They're not dying. The in Death Star has eight million people die. Of like a they're shit scary. Where are they? Fuck. Where I, are they? I mean, I mean, I mean, people get chopped in half in Star Wars. They fall when they fall. The exact same kind of thing that's in Pitch Black is in the original Star Wars. They fall into that garbage disposal thing. There's a monster. It's a creature. It's pulling people that's under. Not the, it's, you know that's not the same that, thing. I know, it's, I know it's not the same you know, thing. You know, what you're talking about. You know that Pitch Black has I mean, much more in common I mean, with a horror film context than Star Wars. Just because, does. look, I will, I will concede with you. I will concede with you. I will concede with you that there are creatures. I will concede with you that there are suspenseful elements and that maybe even some horror techniques. Yeah, will I tell you that it's a horror movie? after another being picked off by monsters. It's not a horror movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is it that Hold no on. one ever says it's not a thriller, it's not a suspense It's a film, science fiction film. It's not film. a science fiction film, but they always go, it's not a horror film. I'm like, because it's... I don't know what people always do, because I can't speak for all the people. I can only speak for how I feel about Pitch Black, and I, I don't think it's a horror am, movie. I, for one, am interested in what our listeners think, so please weigh in on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm, a, I'm emotional about this. So am I. So am I. Hold, hold I'm on. sorry, why can't it be action horror suspense? It can why be! It is an action horror suspense! I refuse to include horror because Because the main character is it's an, action, it's an action film. The structure of the film is not a horror movie structure. The structure of the film, you know what? The structure of the film is about Vin Diesel's character and, and what happens to him. Now, there's Roddy Mitchell's journey as well, but really it's Vin Diesel's journey to being the bad guy or whatever. If it was a horror film... It would it would not be necessarily about that journey because the, what we would focus on was the creature, the effects of the creature, and then fighting them. Uh, that you're is, setting it, rules to horror that I don't agree with. Okay, well, I, it's a genre. A genre. Here, here's here's a has, throwback to last episode, last mm-hmm. podcast. 
when I brought up the uh, Nightbreed not being a horror movie. Yeah. <gasps> and they're like, oh, well, people are dying. There's blood. You take the blood and dying out. It's the emotion that I'm left with when I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Am I ever scared for the character? But isn't blood and dying the most I would agree with you that that is a fantasy films? film that has horror elements. 100%. This is an action sci-fi that has See, horror now elements. I'm like getting upset because you're bringing up Nightbreed. It's okay. Like, blood and dying is the most important part No, it is not. It's the emotion of when you watch somebody get killed. <laughs> All right. Well, How do you feel? Well, but whatever. And, and once again, there's like you go into the whole like, oh, is comedy horror yeah. not horror because it's got comedy? Yeah, 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 you know, that's not what I'm saying. To some people, saying I just think if I had, so, if you have to qualify with this film, is it's it's a hor- it's not a horror film. It just film feels like people go like it's not a horror film. It's like but you even just said it's action suspense horror. I, like, no, that's not what I said. What I, no, that's not what I said. I think they might use horror techniques, but it's not a horror film. Well, I would like to, like I said, I would like to hear what our listeners think. Let them weigh in. What is? What do they think? Is pitch black horror or is it just action sci-fi? Okay. I, think, I think we need like a bell Let's, sound effect when this happens. Okay. Like ding, 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 ding. Like a yeah. boxing fight's about to happen. Absolutely. This Fine. I've been going round and round on this forever. Oh, uh, we, we could yeah. talk. I mean, we could do a whole. Maybe I mean, we should do a whole entire episode. Well, on this. You're unfairly <laughs> getting the brunt of my serious cultural pet peeve Which with is this what? concept. Of, I'll like, take it. People not I don't give a shit. Admit a horror film is a horror film. That is. When this is the only. When it's, when it's mixed with another genre. Has there ever been another movie? No, but Chris, has there ever been another movie we've ever even discussed ever that I've said that about? And, and I you can think like, of, like ever. If you have, like, I've said I don't qualify that as a horror. It doesn't matter if you have. But I'm saying you're 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 arguing what a billion other people have said. I'm only saying this movie, while it's a kick-ass movie, and I will even concede that maybe some stuff is filmed and it, it has a horror movie element to it. It is not a horror movie. It, in no way is this a horror movie to me. It, it, yeah, I'm saying, if, if you like put like ten components into a movie that makes it a movie, this yeah. has one component of horror. Right. And like seven components of like action. But I wouldn't even say I that. I would that. say that maybe, but honestly, to me, it's it's less horror than it is suspense. It's played for action movie, like thrills, like Jurassic it, 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 Park or Rambo something. It's Rambo and you replace the Viet Cong with aliens. I mean, That's what is, it is. is Jurassic Park a horror? Is Jurassic Park a horror movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it no. absolutely is. No, so it's not. So, so, so. I have, I have seen very few films in my life that scared me as much as Jurassic Park. But is that suspense or is that horror? Do you don't. What? Oh my god. You're like, it's like niggling on terms. This is it's like not. It's not. Like, it's not. That idea that suspense is classic. Movies are, t- movies are tone. And when you yeah. talk about what a real director does, a thing that makes a movie special that shows you the person really knows what's going on in the movie, it's tone. It's tone. It's Saying this movie is this kind yeah, of movie because what it is because it. because what a movie isn't is just as important if not more important than that what has it is. Nothing to do with qualifying the terminology of horror or suspense that, that doesn't right. play in. We're not going to agree. <laughs> Pitch Black is fucking awesome. I am, a, I still am that. I just wish we talked about a different movie instead of Pitch Black. That's still what I think. I, there were a million so other. If you movies. hate the Summers Brothers' opinion on Pitch Black, I don't. Why like would you hate it? I love or, or Chris's opinion on the, Pitch Black. I love I'm Pitch Black. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, but I, I want to be clear that I love Pitch Black. I, I just don't think it's a horror movie. Hear what our like they don't discussion care. board, dude. This is what they're gonna says. say. Those guys are a bunch of idiots. Actually, I disagree. Why are they getting all upset about that? I disagree. All right, what's next? Align with you guys. A lot altered more. is next. Next All right. is altered with the look. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it's surprisingly good follow up to the Blair Witch Project by Eduardo Sanchez because I despise the Blair Witch Project. I realize. Okay. I realize I'm in the minority. It's a horror movie, I yeah. Deeply despise. Oh yeah, there's lots of horror movies <laughs> I don't like. Not because they're horror movies. <laughs> 
It's uh, never about not liking fish This butt. is going to be such a great episode. I, it's weird that, like, I like most of Eduardo Sanchez's films, except the one he made all the money off of. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess he actually didn't. Well, him and, and Daniel Myrick <sighs> have had an interesting post-Blair post, uh, Witch career. Whether or not you like the movies, I think they've done something interesting with their post-follow-ups. Um, and this is Altered, which is his... Alien Invasion. Okay, yeah. so let me let me do the plot for this one. So this was, I think, one of the number one ones I wanted to do for. I think it may have been the first one that sprang to my mind. This is a really under. Well, I get my review, but basically, um, this is a film about uh, a bunch of guys. It, it's mostly set in. It's all in one night, pretty much, and uh, it's uh, a group of. I don't want to be derogatory. They're kind you of can call rednecks. Are you they can, rednecks? You can definitely most rednecks. Call them most rednecks, rednecks that I know seem cool with that term, but I don't. Except want, for the lead actor who was like way smarter than all of them. I don't want to diminish anybody, but anyways, they're <laughs> they're they're kind of. I mean, I would say they're kind of country, and uh, yeah. they have had a history. It, 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 they're a little what, bit rock and roll. Yeah, a little, little country, <laughs> a little rock and roll. And they um, have mullets for fuck's sake. Basically, hey, don't we all? But uh, but but what happens Only is. Chris. <laughs> um, the uh, a, a set of them capture an alien being, and it turns out that um, they have had a history where they believe they were abducted, and no one believed them, and so they've been spending their time in the woods years later, um, trying to capture one because they believe that the aliens are there. They get the alien who is a nasty motherfucker, and they realize they have to that the other aliens will be looking for him, and they need a place to hide, and they end up going to their estranged estranged uh, friend's house, who is living. Um, an isolated life with his girlfriend and trying to hide out there, which he does not want them there. He just certainly does not want them being there. And um, hijinks begin to ensue as they realize that the monster can, well, they knew the monster can start to control their minds, can get inside their heads, and is probably going to try and get loose, and that the other aliens are looking for them at the time. I, that was an excellent plot summary, Thank you. Rob. It really was very good. It was um, very good. I really... I, go ahead. What do you think? I was going to say, I, I love this film. Good. I, yeah. Had I, you seen it before? Yeah, I had seen it before. Okay. And actually, I had remembered it, and I was like, oh, good, I get to see it again. Like, I was excited to see it again. I feel like this movie is completely underrated. I it's, know. Very, it's not even very well known. It's not on anybody's radars. But this is what I like to term the reverse fire in the sky. Yes. So these four guys, they get you know, captured by aliens, and they are so pissed off because, I mean, Rob was a lot more kind <laughs> than I will be. They're fucking rednecks to the extreme. Yeah. And, like... With the world and the burrow and the thermal accents and the guns and the harpoons and the I mean it's it's a little ridiculous and the mullets. But in the end you start to like identify with them. You start to like care about them. I feel like this was a really well written I thought the special effects for a low budget independent They're film tight. were yeah, the in camera super effects were great. The alien is I think one of the best the aliens of alien any of the movies we reviewed. So good. Well, what happens to Joe Billy Bob, whatever the fuck his arm bit mm-hmm. yeah. Turns yeah. Like, pretty much turns into Jeff Goldblum on the fly yeah. fantastic effects there's that one part where that um is it Otis yeah gets his intestines, intestines ripped, ripped out. out yeah and you're just like that's pretty good and the sickness that was on um the uh, like Cody I think it was mm-hmm. Like, it was disgusting, and I loved every single minute of it. It was gross. Yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. I didn't like this movie. Oh, wow. Really? Like, I thought you would have liked this movie. I, I felt like this movie, like, and I like actually a lot of, of Eduardo's movies, and I like The Blair Witch. And um, I'm watching this, and 
it felt really safe. Like if um, hmm. there were to be like a, a, a Tales from the Crypt uh, alien movie, this would have been it. Oh wow! Like it felt very much like every time you think something bad's gonna happen, oh somebody walks into the room and says, "Oh, well, you can't do." It was very timed. Like it, it was very safe. Like nothing ever felt like it was. Uh, shocking to me and then the fact that like an alien bites you you turn into this dying zombie thing if it looks at you it controls you there was like so many things that it was like I don't know like every time I turned around I felt like something interesting was going to happen there was literally uh, I don't know a scapegoat or a way out or a way to like advance the story through means that didn't have anything to do with like a plot going in the direction I wanted it to go like I I want to see characters stuck in a tree where they can't get out and every time I turn around this movie made an excuse or a reason for the characters to get out of something or other and it just felt very safe to me it felt like like a a movie of the week horror movie with good special effects real quick um, I'm sorry I didn't mean to go ahead I'm done okay real quick I just wanted to make one more comment about the girlfriend character Mm -hmm. Hope um, I loved her character. I know, oh, I loved her character at times. At times, she really infuriated me because she was making really bad decisions. They but, all um, were making bad decisions. Uh, all but, right, but, fair uh, enough. But she was like, like, I'm not, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to take care of shit. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, I just She's really, an interesting character in the she, movie. I, she I, definitely I, has a personality, unlike the normal, like, girlfriend role yeah, that's I would just agree like, with that. you know. You, you know something else, though, is this was kind of supposed to be, like, a comedy, Shaun of the Dead type alien movie. It was not a comedy. No, yeah, it was supposed to be It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be. Well, initially. It's not funny. They try. No, 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 but I mean the original script. No, but you can tell when you watch it because it tears from this line where it's not quite funny enough and not quite scary enough and not quite anything enough. It's just kind of in this middle safe zone. It's kind of in this like green territory. I feel like it would have been a much better movie if they had gone more comedy. Go straight comedy or no? I I think it would be because the characters are such stereotypes and they're so over the top. And you're like, are they supposed to be funny? But they're not funny. Take this movie needed to take a risk. Either go straight funny, go straight scary, go straight something. But right now, it feels like a made-for-TV movie. And it's fun. Like yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. it. It's it's not a bad movie by any mm. stretch of the imagination. I would love to watch this over a lot of other things we do watch on this show. <laughs> but I didn't. But I didn't <laughs> like, look at it and go like I mean, Day of the Trippets or this. I would watch this over Trippets any day just because at least it's entertaining. But at the same time, it's like I did. I didn't for 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 the pedigree of the filmmaker behind it and like what it could have done. And they had a budget and great special effects. Like pick a road. It, it felt like there were somebody went. This is clever enough of an idea that we're reversing the alien abduction. Well, they abducted an alien. We abducted an alien. Yeah, and I dig that. I dig that idea. That's the first thing I, I thought when I saw so, it. You're abducting an Wait, did Chris? Did, we didn't get your opinion. Did oh, you I genuinely did enjoy this, but I also thought found it to be you know a lesser horror film. Have you, have you seen it before? One of those ones, like no, it, it felt like a festival movie. One of those ones, like yeah. that, that, that many of my friends use in a dismissive tone. But, like, in that sense of, like, you saw it at a festival, you were like, oh, it was fun. And then two years later, you're like, did I see that? You know? Which like, is weird from a director of that pedigree to have a movie that's just dismissible like that. Which, to me, I still think it's much I better. I still than haven't seen Lovely Molly. It's not better than I despise the I know you do. Well, I don't like the, like the Babadook, but what were they I love Lovely yeah, Molly, but I didn't like, I haven't seen Lovely Molly. Russ? Russ? I love Lo- Lovely Molly, for the record. That's cool. Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, no, I, I'm... Potato? Potatoes. 
I don't know what we're talking about. But anyways, um, uh, I I, had seen this movie before, and I thought I was really excited to revisit it. And I thought it was probably more enjoyable than I remembered. Um, I thought it was, you know, intriguing. I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought it had a great premise. Did you think Uh, the best friend was less redneck than the friends? There's no I'm not sure I totally than the, the, the main character in the story, they bring the alien... They, well, the yeah. main character is supposed to be the least redneck, right? He's supposed Cody? to be the like, yeah. likable... Yeah. Like, well, there's like, a little bit more Wyatt, of a leading man hero. He's like, rem- rem- remember when we got that thing back in the woods? He's like, yes, I do remember, and you guys just chill out, please. He's I've the, got guns, and let's just calm down. The main character is the Freddie Prince Jr. of yeah. this film. So. Why it is... Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so... So, you know, I thought the film was really well directed. I thought it was genuinely exciting. The blocking, the camera work. Um, Brad, Brad Hanky? Yeah. I, I don't want to fuck up his name. But anyways, Hanky. that's a running theme. We fuck up people's names on this podcast. Uh, I'm always excited to see him in a movie. He, he kind of has the mullet in the movie. And yes. and it's it's a big choice. I feel like it's slightly distracting. Um, and, and I, I mean, I don't want to harp too much on it, but I, I feel like it's one of the movies, one of the movies, one of the, it's one of the reasons the film feels a little bit like a, uh, a comedy to a certain extent. Um, I, I don't know why, just the fact that somebody's in, has the mullet through all this stuff. It definitely has those comedic elements. Yeah. It's so going to be the orc in the new show Bright on Netflix. Just Which orc? Cause isn't, what's his I think he's the main orc. No, that's Joe Edgerton. That's Edgerton. All right. Anyway, well, I, 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 find, I find the movie, uh, you know, manages to be scary. Um, I don't know that it's entirely successful. But, you know, on rewatch, I was like, I remember why I really liked this movie. It held up under rewatch. Because which is it a big starts thing. like John Carpenter's Vampires. The exact same way. A van pulls up with guys hopping out of it with harpoon guns trying to kill things. That's why you like it. Well, it, it's it's a really it's a really good movie, and it, it like I said, it's it's a little obscure, even though it's fairly recent. So I think it's worth you know seeking out. Um, yeah, no, I it is worth seeking out. I, I mean, uh, as opposed to a lot of other movies that we've read on this podcast. Yeah, I, I I would have to echo that. That this is a really this is I think a genre movie that exceeds its limitations and its expectations. So. We talk. We watch a lot of B movies here and stuff, and 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 that's cool. And I and I like that. I think that this is better than most. It has a sharper script. It has um, originality. It has structure. It has uh, it, it has ideas, and it, and it keeps moving. And I think um, it's generally affecting to me. I think by the end of the movie, I was I, I'm very invested in what's happening in the movie. I also think it's filled with some sequences. I I'd never quite seen a movie. The, the scene that Patience mentioned where. You know the alien has the one guy's intestines and is and yeah. is oh yeah it, it, it's it's a weird scene I ne- I remember it really stuck with me and Phil Phil's making faces I, I, I remember laughing watching it like I I I'll put his guts out if you no, take a step toward I, no, I know it, it's so disturbing. comical I I, I I found it to be I think it was just such a disturbing image. Um, Do you really like, think that? Yeah, it, really, it, 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 it was striking to me. It I think there's a lot of real. First off, it was comical. The, the alien in this. I disagree. There's, a, but I think what you're talking about, the underlying element of um, sort of ridiculousness, is one of the strengths of the movie. That there's a, a strong sense of um, it walking that line of, of it being sort of crazy and. 
I think the movie keeps upping the ante. Weird stuff keeps happening. I think, um... Yeah, the, I, the stakes are really high. Yeah, it keeps... It, and I think, like, It the, didn't feel like a sitcom to you, though? No, it, it didn't. Like, every time you need nothing, something to happen... You know what? Happen. I just think... I think your experience of the movie is very different than my experience. My experience of the film is, um, I think... I think the movie has pacing problems. I would say it's probably the biggest thing that I would complain about. I feel like while there's all, every there's there's a lot of neat sequences in this movie, and it keeps building on stuff, and it keeps moving towards an ending. I do think it's a it feels weirdly uneven in places, but I, my experience of the film, I was really into it, and and the movie keeps doing uh, the alien alone is so original. He I just never see, he's so vicious and weird and they have like the welder mask on him but he you know he can kind of see through and he gets the girlfriend's uh, uh, he that, sort of that's takes the control. coolest part of the movie. I think that's just great, and it, it starts to get out. Like when it starts to kind of like pull at its chains and figure out how to get out of its its restraints. Like I was uneven. I, I mean, I was unnerved. I was I was weirded out by it, and so I find the movie. Um, and I found the movie. There was a deep sadness to the movie that I really related to. That these guys felt like their life kind of hadn't worked out. That this incident had derailed them, and and it was what. I mean, it's a better script than it is a movie. It is 100% a better script. I mean, I agree movie. with that. I like, I, like, I understand. Well, if I would have read that script, I'd be like, fuck, this is a great script. But I feel like when I look at the movie and I see the safe choice. The movie has took, limitations. But but I, I feel safe. differently. I don't feel like it's safe because I feel like what it does to his characters is fairly extreme. I agree. And, and I was thrown by it. You know, that one guy... When the one guy gets bit, he begins to be infected by whatever the aliens can do Which to you, and his body starts amazing. to kind of become like gelatinous and starts to come apart. Great visual moments. It's yeah. very striking to me, and and I I've only seen this movie once before. We rented it. We we're really excited about it, and I really liked it. And rewatching it again, I remembered everything in this movie. It really stayed with me, and that to me is a sign of a really good movie. I do I have problems with it, and I don't think it's a movie for everybody. I um, I, I think that the leads. Um, you know, they, they're pretty good for a B-movie. They're uneven at times. There's probably a reason not all of them are big stars now, but they're good. They're better than average. And I think that the the, the, the venue of them sort of being these rednecks, I think the, you know, here's the other thing. This is a one-location movie. I mean, they leave a little bit. They're in the car. But, but, but mostly they're in one location. That, that's kind of some of my problem with it. Because it is one location, it becomes sitcom-ish. I mean, like, every time someone's about to kill the alien or do something that could advance the story in a positive way... Some motherfucker shows up, like, either dying or doing something stupid or gets possessed. Every time the plot's about to go in a way that's positive for the character, literally every time, it's like, I'm going to kill you right now, you son of a bitch, I'm going to burn you. And then it's like, oh, possessed motherfucker shows up. Well, I mean, if we're going to have a problem with that, we're going to have a problem with every horror movie ever made. I mean, I I don't know. Not at all. That is actually the only thing that I had a problem with in this movie. It's a convenience It's the reason why they don't kill the alien. And the reason well, no, but why they, they, they do set that it, up. They do set that up because they say that if, at the end it doesn't end up being a thing. Like in the end, it in was, the end the aliens show up and decimate everything. The, in the end, the aliens give up after they get blown up one teensy little time. No, I don't think that I mean, assessment. He, he literally is like, they're going to scorch the earth. They're going to kill everyone. Mm, they're not going to reveal everything, but they're... No, I feel like what he's saying is they're going to come here and get us. No, the aliens motherfucking gave up. Like, they <laughs> took off. I, I have a different interpretation, and I also want to point out the tracker thing in this movie... The like tiny That's cool. weird oh, clicking thing. Oh, that was really cool. It's a really amazing. Cool. It's, a, it's an original piece of filmmaking. 
Like a Morse code thing. Yeah, I don't cool. know. I, I, I think this no, movie... No, ma- I liked this movie. This is what I feel about this movie. This movie is probably not for everybody, but if you are a fucking horror fan, you need to check this movie out. I, you may not like... You may have Phil's reaction to it, but I guarantee you, as a B-movie and a horror movie fan, you're going to want to see this movie. It should have been a movie that got more distinction. And even if you're not a horror fan, even if you're a sci-fi fan, this is a great fucking film. I think it's an original I Alien, I liked too. this film. Is this, this... And I was excited to see it again. Yeah. I just love things like where a cop is trying to, like arrest you and you hear a human being screaming in the other room the guy's just trying to can I save my friend I will shoot you I'm like oh god damn it uh, I, know, I felt different well, I love it in today's day and age we don't know yeah. how cops I don't know. are react. I fucking love the Colt cop Man. character but it's a troublesome moment even in cult, modern cultural moment where you're like okay this feels a little like not troublesome and I'm sorry like uh, in problematic troublesome in filmmaking I'm like, this feels a little ham-handed, a little obvious. Look, the movie has problems. Like I said, it has pacing problems. It probably has convenience problems. I'd agree with you, all that kind of stuff. It's but I just like a TV movie. Dude. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I just, it. I just think like, if I you still liked it despite I, feeling like. I just think movie. this is a movie that, if I had not seen this before, I'd be like, this movie fucking rocks. I, I, ju- I just think it's fair to me to like, you know, critique something the way I would critique anything, and like, you know, it's kind hey, of one of those things. That- but, but to your point. I bet this is probably better than a lot of terrible fucking oh, letters. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. And we're going to have a little bit of an intermission brought to you by our favorite bourbon, Jim Beam. If Jim Beam <laughs> that is no one's, Jim Beam is no one's... Hey, as a critic, and I don't know that I'm really a critic, but as a person who critiques things, as a person who critiques things... We're just trying to get sponsors, I don't think Jim Beam is everybody, anybody's favorite. I don't know if I'm a critic, but I critique things. Yeah. Well, so I'm not yeah. sure if that makes me a critic. Just you know, I fixed the toilet, but that doesn't make me a plumber. Yeah, yeah, right. It does if you would do it repeatedly. Uh, just do your shots. Well, right. Moving along. Yeah. All right, what's next? Jesus Christ! End of episode two. Okay. Of this sequence. So that's it for that. Wait, 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 hold, hold. Wait till episode three. We're getting drunk right now. Yeah, gloves are coming off. Episode three, motherfuckers get getting punched. Gloves are already off, dude. It's just <laughs> I thought Chris was gonna leap across the table. So. I thought I, you were gonna leap hey, across the I table. I was gonna leap across. I the thought table. one of them was gonna cry. I was That's gonna, more what I was just worried about. The hug, the Goodwill Hunting style, and be like, "It's not your fault. Right. <laughs> it's not your fault. You think it's a horror movie? I, 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 I did cry. And I, I hate most movies in episode three. So fucking get ready for this. We're gonna fucking hug it out during our break and come back to you with our third and final episode of Alien Horror. Yeah. Hey, so keep screaming and keep hugging. No, <laughs> fuck you. And realize that almost everything is a horror movie. And keep drinking. <laughs> everything. I'm Certainly hanging out with Chris is a horror movie. <laughs> India is a horror movie. Jesus. Keep Just bourboning. Saying. We're all done. <laughs>